sitting here with headphones on your head that is why we are sitting here with oh, headphones on our head on a thursday, thursday evening. night at 606 606 go yard which means hitting a home run in life and i will be very happy to say that the rays won again last night after losing seven in a row awesome so we're on the winning side again so that's exciting <laughs> uh hitting a home run in life why did we call the show that well, we call it Go Yard because we want people to live the life that is they're living, not just existing. They yes. are thriving, not surviving. And so the whole concept behind this show and has been for the seven plus years we've been doing it. We're in our seventh year. So yes. six plus um, is that it's about living the best way you can. Right. And yes. and. And, and learning from past mistakes, right? Yes, yes, very learning much so. Learning from past mistakes, uh, and as and and some of our audience may not know that you are a PhD, licensed mental health counselor, several degrees, your own practice, and DrAngelsDevelopment.com, and that you're doing very well in that practice. And do you hear a lot of people that? get disillusioned in their relationships, whether that be their primary husband, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend thing, or the family relationships or the work. That's what we've been talking about the last two weeks. We really have been. And you know what? Relationship problems is probably like the single biggest thing that brings people into therapy because they're really Really? upsetting and they bother people and they cause them a lot of pain or heartache or questions or uncertainty or fear or whatever that is that's driving that. And so relationship problems can really be unsettling. You just walked right into what I wanted to start talking about. I walked right into your trap today. You know what? It, because this word's been on my mind, and we had our Bible study last night at church, and the same word's been on my mind all week, expectations. Yeah. Right? Sure. Because when it comes to relationships, whether it's friendships, family, work, whatever, human nature is that we have a set of expectations that we don't verbalize. Correct. They're these um, expectations that are we. They're just unspoken. Unspoken. Right. Yes, and we all carry a set, and we might those expectations may change depending on the type of relationship, but we have them. And then when they don't happen. We hurt. We hurt. And so why is it that we have so so many of us have gone through life like this with expectations and then those are not fulfilled the way we think they should be, but we never talk about it? Yeah, we, we don't. And, you know, it's funny because that's one of the exercises we work on a lot in therapy is talking about like. What do we want and need from our relationships? Yes. Like, and a lot of times people have a real hard time with 
putting that into words. Why? Why do they have a hard time putting it into words, Dr. Angel? Well, I don't think they sat and thought of this. I think that they want this these expectations, but overall to feel special and valued and loved. And that might mean you pick up my phone every time I call, or that might mean you spend all your free time with me. But then when they start seeing some of these expectations and words, it, it they start seeing, hmm, these aren't really fair a lot of times. Aha. Uh-huh. So it takes actually voicing them or articulating them or writing them down. Yeah, it really does. Before they realize, oh, that's, I've been expecting him to do this, this, and this, and and maybe that is not in his DNA for whatever reason. Exactly. Or maybe he has no idea that that's an expectation. Well, I think that's happy to meet it if he knew. If he knew, right? Yes. And don't you think that is the case with a lot of relationships is that we get ourselves in these things that we have this, you know, set of things in our head that we want. And, and this person seems like, whether it's at work, family, wherever, it's, they seem compliant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're the kind of person that we can expect to really meet those expectations. But we don't tell them what they are. No, we, we don't usually verbalize <laughs> and that. And that's the secret. And then we feel hurt constantly in these mm-hmm. relationships mm-hmm. because they aren't meeting what we, you know, our expectations or our needs or our wants or whatever. And so, you know, we chronically feel victimized to these relationships. Right. Do um, young adults, let's say, let's take the families for, for a moment. Uh, let's say 40 and under. Do kids 40 and under have expectations of their parents of how things are going to go as they begin to have their own families and all that? Oh, very much so. I think so, too. Um, which leads to a, a, a lot of um, stress in families um, because we have the parents have their own expectations of what their adult children are going to do. And the adult children have their own expectations of of their parents. And it doesn't always meet the minds. Um, I'm dealing with a family right now where um, the young adult family, they have their kids and they ex- just expected their parents to like be their full-time babysitter and their parents are like uh yeah no we're traveling we're retired we're going to see the world and they're like well, why do you want to take your grandchild all the time for us like what's wrong with you like it's a big contention in this family i think that's a common problem i agree i have that solved <laughs> yeah you do because all my well no three of mine are moving here in a few weeks so um but of the 14 most of them live a little distance away so but but this is a problem with people whether it be in the workplace i mean a lot of people take jobs and don't realize that these are the expectations although sometimes they're written out you know sure and and, but but then let's say you're the secretary to a very important ceo a lot of times there's a lot more involved than just these things on the paper you know you bring up a good point um because you know a lot of people are been moving jobs around lately and so it's one of the things we've been looking at and in, in therapy and, and you're right so they give you this job description that's right. supposed to be very detailed of what's expected from you and what the workload's going to look like and commitment and this and that and when they get things put on them that weren't in that job description they are angry about that because they're are like, you talking about millennials i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> or just people in general i'm not opening that can of worms tonight but i'm just okay. saying the individual when they start getting expectations outside what they agreed on right. they are they're angry about it they're upset about this 
So then resentment begins. Sure does. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago, that one of the main problems where we have this breakdown and sometimes people let go of a job or something that was good for them is because they didn't know that expectation was going to be there and they don't want to do it. Sure. They feel put upon. Right. They're like, I didn't agree to this. Like, uh, having to hold the, you know, be on call a, a week, a month. Uh, that wasn't in my job description. And now you're taking my personal time. Or I had someone else with their job that told them they couldn't leave more than an hour on their weekends, which was their personal time. They're like, oh, Whoa. no, that's my weekend. Like, that's not okay. Like, but wow, things, this happens in jobs, which are usually... You know, they have a better communication style, you know, when we have jobs because it's more of a contract relationship. Right, yeah. And even then, they still fall and they really still, short. Well, and, and, and so there's all these different kinds of relationships. But let's explore that work thing because sometimes that is a time to let go. Sure. Right? When you find out, whoa, I have to be, and it was not in what we never discussed this. And on Friday at 5, I'm told, oh, by the way, you have the phones this weekend. Exactly. So you can't leave town. Whoa, that would be huge for a lot of people that value their weekends, right? Sure, because that's their free time. That's their off time. That's their time to be able to do whatever it is they choose. And to have a job now limiting your free time, they didn't sign up for that. That wasn't in their So there's nothing wrong with letting go at that point, right? Unless you can work it out with your employer. Sure. I mean, and and in a job situation, when we have expectations that weren't part of the the description or what we agreed upon, that's the time we sit down and renegotiate. A, that's right. this responsibility I can't take, or B, I deserve more compensation for this responsibility, but right. we have to renegotiate this contract because this isn't what's happening. But it's been my experience that a lot of people in the workplace in a situation where they're surprised, this is what you're doing, uh, they need the job or want the job bad enough that they stay and then they don't do a good job or they may begin to get resentful they may talk behind the boss's back sure they may cause a lot of strife in the office because you know and then they may end up getting terminated sure or just become toxic in the work environment that's where we have cultures at work environments that can be very toxic so the word toxic, I want to talk to you about that, Dr. Angel, because as I was driving here tonight, I kept hearing that word. Because when it comes right down to this whole subject of when to let go, I believe a lot of times people don't let go of whatever it is, a job, a family, mess, whatever, until it is so toxic that they are being eaten up alive by it. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. Absolutely, I know what you're saying. Um, Because, you know, toxic, any type of relationship, any type of environment that becomes toxic, it's like literally poisonous to us in a mental and emotional level and eventually in a physical level. It is poisonous in that degree. We are harboring anger and, you know, we start getting resentful and we're feeling stressed and we just can't stop in this thought, this thought loop of how we were wronged or how could that person have done that or said that or how are we going to get them back or who are we going to tell so they get on our side and understand that right. we're being wronged okay. here. Okay, family dynamics, right? Let's talk you about can put that, that in minute. any dynamic. But you can put it yes. in any way. But in families, a lot of times it becomes this one against this one. And so let's tell people that are going to influence that person, right? Sure, team A, team B. Like we can Kind of start splitting things up and that when it becomes toxic they do it we do it in jobs too i mean it happens in all kinds of dynamics friendships whatever but at the end of the day like and we're reliving the pain over and over 
and over. And so we're keeping it alive and it keeps our hearts sad and our anger up and we're bleeding inside. And now we start acting badly Mm -hmm. because we're so full of venom and anger and Okay, so I propose to you and the listeners that take notes, perhaps, that one of the ways we know it might be getting time to let go of something or let go at least of your resentment is when you find that you are constantly dwelling, thinking on the injustices or the hurtful things that have happened to you or how unfair this is or that is or... I can't believe they did this to me type thing. And when it's consuming you and you're not eating or or you can't eat. stop thinking about it or you right. can't stop talking about it to everybody that you're you're with, like it becomes kind of the center point for you. Yeah, that's the time. It's time to that's let a, go. That's time to let go of all of it. Yeah. Let go. You don't have to have the last word. You don't have to prove yourself right. You don't have to defend it. It's time for your mental and emotional and physical health to let go. And this is probably the last one in this uh, this little series we're doing right now. So people take note because it's important to know it's okay to let go. Not only is it okay, it, it is you. We need to let go. That's the problem. Too many people are dragging these toxic, unhealthy relationships around everywhere they go, and it's hurting them. It's hurting everyone around them. So. But I proposed this. A lot of people don't let go, and you can finish that sentence, but I'm going to throw this at you and see what you think. Because if they do, it's like they lost. And that is very true. So we got to stop thinking things in terms win, of win lose. and lose. Right. Because first of all, and I say this over and over, you cannot put a price tag on peace. No, you can't. That's really good. Can we quote you on that? You can. You cannot put a price tag on peace. And Why? It, Why is peace so important? Well, because peace is what keeps us healthy and what right. keeps us go yard living and functioning at our best. Right. And so you so and take yourself out of a battle that you don't belong in. You don't right. have to fight it. Right. You can let it go. Didn't you say last week you don't have to arrive at every fight you've been invited yep. to? You do not have to. You do or not have to accept said? the invitation for every argument, disagreement, or fight <laughs> you've been invited to. And you know what? You do not have to answer back. Uh, the new saying is "clap back." You don't have to do anything back. The new saying is what? Clap back. You know where somebody says something bad about you, and so then you say something bad about oh, them. They call um, that a clap back. Okay. You don't have to do that. You can just yeah. say nothing. You say nothing. Silence is so powerful. But silence, people have a hard time doing that because we just are. I think people are kind of driven to, to make the point. They're, they need justification. They need justification. If you knew what they did, rah, 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 you would, you know, right? Mm-hmm. And so then they get support that way, too. True. And, and at the end of the day, when we are having this issue with whatever person that this unhealthy relationship that's becoming poisonous and toxic and we're experiencing more negative feelings than positive feelings and dread when we're around them and conflict and you can feel your blood pressure rise and your heart rate rise even when you think about that person like it's time to let go okay so that's the second way right now if people are taking notes so what you just said in in essence was if this relationship is causing you physical problems mm-hmm. stomach aches anxiety attacks headaches uh stiff digestive mu- yeah, issues digestive your tense muscles 
Right. And migraines. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't sleep. Sleeplessness. Mm-hmm. you got to either confront or let go. True. So what's wrong with just confronting? Well, we and we can confront relationships, and, and sometimes it's appropriate and okay. Most people don't like confrontation. No, First we, of all, they're afraid of it. We all hate it. that, right? Second why, of why, all. Why? 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 Well, you know, I think what boils down to it is that there's this deep fear of, being rejected or what if they prove me wrong or what if they don't want to be around me anymore like we just have that fear so we don't want to confront it um but here's the thing so if it's a relationship that has value to you and you would like to try and work it out confrontation now that doesn't mean you have to go in all oh my god you did blah 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 no it's That's how not you confrontation it, right? at That's, all no Confrontation is, hey, when this happened, this really hurt my feelings. And, you know, we've talked about that, that way to approach difficult situations Mm -hmm. the whole seven years of this show. When you said this, here's how I felt, right? Exactly. When you decided to put your fist through the door or when you decided to break down the door and scream and yell all night. And here's how I felt. Sure, when you didn't come to our baby shower or when you, whatever, when you showed up intoxicated to a family event, like this is what happens to me. Like that's confronting something and talking about it. but In a hel- healthy way, in right? In a healthy, productive way. Because people need to know how their behavior is affecting us if there's somebody important in our lives. The average guy on the street, when you honk and blow at him because he turned in front of you, that's not going to do any good. Well, you know, you bring a good example. So you have that average person, the stranger that you don't know, and they honk and turn in front of you and somebody gives somebody, you know, a a nice little finger gesture. Yeah. Like, we're not waking up in the middle of the night going, how could that guy have given me that finger? No, we let it go. Because that person doesn't matter, right? We don't know them. It doesn't matter. We let it go. But so when we have these people we value, if it's a relationship that we value, then then we do need to talk about it and confront it in person is the best way to do it not over text not over email not over social media in oh, person amen there's your bell right there okay uh, yeah you want to do yeah okay because people are powerful on their phone yes they are they're so powerful mm. and they lie sometimes too on their phone because nobody's right there to check fact check it right? sure sure but it's the thing of hiding behind that text mm-hmm. and saying how you really feel. And then maybe the next day you read it, get wake up and you, maybe you were drinking that night, and you wake up and you're going, oh my gosh, I said that. Okay, and then you call and you make up some lie. I didn't mean to say that. I, whatever. Sure. Um, and, you know, so when we're really trying to solve an issue with someone, face-to-face is the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. And if we can't do face-to-face live in a person because we have a geography problem, uh, we all have video chat, Skype. Like, there's a lot of great ways to still get a person-to-person fa- person yeah. person face-to-face right. type interaction. Um, and so there's no reason we can't utilize those tools to help us resolve a conflict, right? Like That's exactly right. But we don't do that. We take it to social media, um, and we oh my, are we try to do it kind of hiddenly through what we will post some weird quote or whatever, so that we're sending these hidden messages to the person we're really upset with. I or, see that kind of stuff on Facebook, don't you? Oh my gosh, the passive aggressive know, behavior. You know it's directed at someone. Oh, you absolutely know it's. Directed. You don't have no idea who that is, 
But you know that somebody's getting that message, right? Sure. I saw a post a couple days ago from somebody I've known for years, and she goes, you know who you are, cut it out. <laughs> I thought, okay, well, I don't know who that is. But they need to cut it out, right? But they need to cut it out. But, I mean, with social media, people have almost gotten very bold and defiant. And taking you know personal... What I mean? matters very publicly publicly like leave it alone don't tell us what you're doing you no, know and disagreements do not need to be handled in a public forum like you're just adding fuel to a fire that's already going like right. there that's not not going to resolve any problem when you take it on public forums so let me ask you dr angel oh we got to get up to the break here in a minute and i'll ask oh my you gosh, this question this show is just flying yeah, by has. tonight and then we've got more things to talk about about this why do people put it on social media? Well, and I think it's part of I'm trying to rally up my troops that's on mm-hmm. my side that they can, you know, acknowledge that I've been hurt and I've been wronged and I'm, you, you know. You can get self, you can get pity. You can get pity. Attention. You get attention. You can get people to justify your feelings or actions. Poor um, thing. Sure. And that's why we do that. Or we can just rally people Did to feel like. Did you say we? Do you do that, Dr. I do not do that. <laughs> You know I, I do not do that. I know you do not. Um, at all. But people do. But people do. All they the do. time. Yeah. And so, guys, um, if you are involved with someone, even as a friend or family member, and they're basically putting the dirty laundry on social media. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a huge. Maybe you need to defriend for a while, or maybe or take a break. You don't even have break. to defriend. If uh, Facebook, I know, has this nice little feature where you can take a break and not see any of their stuff in your feed unless you physically go to their page, and so they don't know you're taking a break from them. And I have many people I take breaks from because their feeds are toxic do and they take, bother me. F- do you take breaks from me? I do all the time. Like all you were my number one. I renew it every month. Now I'm just teasing. I don't do yeah, that. So bad. Okay, we've got a whole lot more to talk about, guys, on this topic. I guess we just can't seem to get off this topic. It's such an important one. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Go Yard.
Sportsnet Radio for the Sunshine State. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. Dr. Angel Falzoni specializes in a variety of therapeutic areas including trauma, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, stress management, self-esteem, interpersonal relationships, ADHD, behavioral addictions, as well as spirituality issues. A Florida native, she holds multiple degrees, including a bachelor's in education and philosophy, a master's of arts in professional counseling and marriage and family therapy, and a PhD in psychology. Dr. Angel is also a Florida licensed mental health counselor. She has worked with youth and adolescents for 14 plus years and has worked extensively in women's mental health for the past six years. She has worked in agencies providing mental health services to family and youth at high risk. Dr. Angel is an accomplished psychotherapist who works with children, teens, adults, couples, and families. Dr. Angel has advanced training and experience in working with LGBTQ-specific individuals and issues. Dr. Angel can help you. Just call for an appointment at 727-501-6557 or online at drangelsdevelopment.com. Dr. Angel Falzoni, support for individuals, couples, and families. 727-501-6557. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. Song. So I got to read some of these comments that came in through our Facebook feed. <laughs> so, so Betty shared, there's several people I'd love to personally send this to. And then we had a shout out for great music. Great music. And then we had a You Are All My Friends and Wake Aww. Up Mama Mac. You, they saw you sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, it's it's because I've never heard such a long commercial in my entire that's life, That's what Betty Tony. said. Longest commercial in radio <laughs> history. <laughs> but you know what? Betty and all of you out there, when that is playing, Angel is going, that's me. That's me. I was me. doing my strong Yeah. Arms. She's like, don't you see that, Tommy? She's so proud of all of her accomplishments you know i mean tommy you're the one that cut that commercial that's your voice just let them know it's not a commercial it's an infomercial oh it's an infomercial there you go that's so true well i'll tell you she's something else do you know what the truth is she tells me that all the time that she's something else really she's all the time i have to call her and remind her yeah all the time you you are an accomplished person you are but thanks for all the comments out there, kids. That's really fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So uh, I don't know if we're going to wrap this up tonight. I think we are. I'm not sure. But when to let go is what we're talking about. Yes, right? it is. We can't let go of your commercial because that's the highlight of the show. It is. Right? Every time I, we play it, I learn something new about you. Because I don't pay attention to it most yeah, of the time. Yeah, yeah I, I okay. see that. That's why I learned so much about you. But anyway, let's go back to the word toxic. Sure. Toxic. 
How do you know a situation, a relationship, a work situation, a family thing, a person you're involved with personally is toxic? How do you know? What are the signs? Oh, well, there's a lot. I mean, you just throw that out of the cuff here. Oh, of course. So I think there's a lot do of signs. Do we have a program? No. No, we do not. It's a, is it a wing it special? Yes, yes it, it is. is. All right, there you go. So some signs of toxic. A, you can't. Sh- you feel like you can't share your feelings Aha, with them. People take notes. This is good. You can't feel because you might get... They might dismiss you. They might attack you. They might make you shame you. Like they don't want to hear it. Or How could blame you think you. that? What's wrong with you? That's sure. you. That's all you. So when yeah. you feel like we can't share our feelings honestly and openly with that person, we feel like um, they're they're always critical of us, or they're major. You know, they're critical, criticizing us a lot, mm-hmm. or putting us down a lot, or. Um, toxic betraying sharing your trust and betraying your trust to other people talking about you behind your back oh yeah it's toxic they like to play both sides I see this in work environments where they're coming in and butting up with you and then they're running to the boss or someone else like oh you won't believe what they just said or what they just did like that's toxic like that's not okay here's here's what I'm going to propose you tell me if this is true I think silence is a toxic trip that people use with each other what do you mean okay i've seen this through the years in in uh, pastoral counseling where people in a relationship marriage whatever they've been married forever they don't talk anymore okay i've seen people go to restaurants haven't you mm-hmm. and they sit there and they're all each on their phone Sure. Nobody's talking to each other. Sure. Right? And it's just silence. Or that's how they live their life. You you know that when they get home, nobody, they just go to their corners. You know, they don't, they don't communicate. To me, that's toxic in that maybe toxic isn't the right word for it. That is hurtful. Let's use that word. Well, it depends word. on how silence is used. Silence is powerful. And I'm, it's powerful. we got to admit, there's a power in silence. Yes. yes. And if it's used correctly, it can be very beneficial. But yeah. it can be used as a weapon. Silence can saying. be a punishment. Silence can be a punishment. I'm using silence and withdrawing my time, love, affection, and attention from you because I, you're not doing what I want you to do. So now I'm, I'm using so I'm silence to punish you. I'm sending you a message you. by Absolutely. not talking to you and not even asking you what how your day was or anything. I'm just not going to talk like to you. Acting like you don't exist. Right. Right. Exactly. Sure, it can be a weapon. It can be a weapon. We got a caller. All right, caller, whoever you are, let's hear from you. Hey, do you know who it is? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we do, Betty. Betty from Michigan. How are you? Uh, oh, I am doing fine. We, um, uh, it's just raining up here, cats and dogs, and I just stepped in a poodle, so, oh. um, it's just uh, it's miserable right now, but we need the rain. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to call in regarding silence. Okay. Um, I believe that silence can be a deadly killer yes. in relationships. I do too. Um, because it it it's a mind game. Mm-hmm. It 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 is toxic. It is a toxic uh, form of control. Yeah. Now it's control. That's, that's my you know I I don't have all of the. The degrees and the authority that Dr. Angel and you both have. You know, you don't need experience. Well, Betty, nobody has the number of degrees that Dr. Angel has. So, you know, she doesn't. She's, you know, I'm, that's why we call her Dr. Angel. (laughs) That's why we call her that, yeah. (laughs) No, you're right. Silence can be weaponized and become very toxic and very harmful. And it can be a killer, an emotional killer. Yeah, it can, and it can, and it can it can ruin relationships. 
Yes. Oh, yes. Because you don't you don't have that open communication that you know couples need or even friends need uh, for that matter. Right. Uh, but I just wanted to call and say yes. Silence is toxic. I have been a product of that for many years. So it, when that is happening in a relationship, Betty, do you? Not I'm not talking about you, but would you advise somebody that's in a relationship where silence is a weapon? to actually say, I'd like to sit down and talk to you about something that's bothering me, and when they say, I don't want to talk, still say, I really want to talk, would you advise someone to sit down and do that? Oh, yes, most definitely. And a lot of times, you know, if you if you ask and keep on asking, a lot of times it breaks down those walls that have been, that, you know, have been built up for so many days, weeks, months, or years. Right. And I think it gives the person who has been silenced an opportunity to voice their opinion, because a lot of times when you have people that you deal with that are silent, you become fearful because you... Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. You have no idea what's really going on. ...under an emotion of anger, you know, um, and they just sometimes they don't hear what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but ask and keep on asking, um, because... It's you, the one that needs the help, because you want to break through those barriers, and you want to help people be able to communicate better. Yes. Uh, people that don't have the interpersonal skills that some people have. It, it's, it's different. It's just totally different, because I can, talk, I can talk to a lot of people, but when I run into somebody who is very quiet and silent, you wonder, think, the first thing you think is, wonder what I did to them. Right. Yeah. And it is. It's, it can be um, very alarming and very hurtful. And and with that topic, let it go. There you go. If you can't break through those barriers, then I suggest that you contact someone like Dr. Angel. Yeah. Uh, or a psychologist who can help you get through the barriers. That can that's, that's exactly right. The menagerie of, of uh, junk. Right. And get to the root of it. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Betty, for your insight, and thank you for your call. We appreciate that. Yes, thank you. Yeah, we really do. Both of you, and uh, it's a great topic tonight. Thanks. 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 Okay. Thanks for calling. Talk soon. All right. So, Angel, let's talk about that, because what if you're in a relationship with somebody that you say, look, I know we haven't been talking. Things have not been good for a long time and I care about you or I love you and I'd like to sit down and talk about what's really going on here and what if that person says I have nothing to say to you and they may very much very well say something like that and you know sometimes it's it was the moment we asked the question sometimes you know we don't know what's going on so you know I would definitely suggest kind of trying to approach it at a couple other times or maybe saying hey can we set a time up that we can you know talk about this or can we go to therapy or can we go to therapy or and if they won't go then you go right because if one person changes in a relationship it changes the relationship it does right but but you don't you can't go into therapy with an attitude of i'm gonna use this forum to point out everything wrong with her or him Oh, right? oh my gosh! Yes, Bing, 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 Bing! Please! Oh, you're ringing as, the bell. See, as it's the not therapist, just me. Oh. I cannot tell you how many times I get 
couples especially, but families do this to me too, where they come in and they're looking for me to take a side. So oh, yeah. they got to air out all their grievance and the other one's got to try and defend their grievance and give me the other grievance. And they're waiting like Dr. Angel, like who's right, who's wrong. And I'm like, this is not even about right and wrong. Right. This is about how are you feeling? How are we coping? What are we doing? I can't take a side. And if a therapist takes a side, you need to run. Because if that's not okay in therapy. That's not. This is not about ganging up on people. And this is not about right and wrong. This is about we have an issue. And how do we address this issue? And how do we get through this issue? Right. And so, yes. But they usually almost every time they walk through my door are looking to. For. Agreement. They do. And that was one of my rules in couple therapy is that everything's transparent. Like if we're going to do this, we're going to be transparent, which means whatever is said is said openly to all of us. So if I'm emailing one person a resource, I'm CCing the other person so they have access to that same resource. Like there's no uh, private conversation that the other person can't have access to that information because it won't be helpful. Because inevitably one person's going to feel ganged up upon. Of course. Right. Of yeah. course. An example, like I, I gave a resource to a party and then they went home and showed it to the other party. Oh, well, the doctor said, gave me this for you. That wasn't what happened <laughs> at all. <laughs> right. This okay. was an educational resource and I gave you this to educate you on the effects of, you know, this problem or whatever it is. Okay. So, yes. We talked briefly right before the show started and... Um, I brought up to you that one thing that concerns me about the age that we live in with email, with uh, dating sites and all this, and I didn't go into detail, but I've known people that rush into relationships and they don't really know what that person is like. Okay. Not really. They don't really know them because they don't haven't taken time. Sure. And we played that song about friends intentionally. Yes. Because I think what makes a great marriage is a great friendship. Oh, of course. Right? But too many people rush into relationships because they're feeling insecure, they're feeling like they're alone and no, you know, they don't want to be alone, maybe they just got divorced, they're alone, they want to be and they rush into things. And you recently and I, you were telling me about a situation, and I know that this is, this happens, right? Mm -hmm. Where somebody gets involved with somebody, and they have no idea what they've just gotten involved with. Sure. Absolutely. And then bad things can happen. Yeah. You know, they can, you know, we talk here things about people getting swindled out of their money or oh, getting yes. drugged into all oh, kinds yes. of stuff. Or, right. yes, and, and literally people just. People getting killed. People getting killed. Poisoned, whatever. Yep. And, and you know, people in this age that we live in, it's easy to find those kinds of people that are out there on social media. Or any online or format, like internet and electronic format, because people can be anything that they want to be, and they can present themselves any way they choose to, which may not be their truth, which most of the time is not their not truth. It's not their truth. And I've known several people who have dated on, from online, and they will call me maybe a day or two after a date, and I say, well, how'd it go? Uh, that picture that he put on there must have been 30 years ago. Stuff like that. Oh, sure. People do that kind of stuff all the time. And then, you know, they may have deep-seated, like, psychological issues or emotional problems that you really don't get to see because you're getting this distance relationship. And they, it can be bad. 
Yeah. It can be really bad. It can be toxic. It can be abusive. Like, it can cross all kinds of lines. So that comes back to the the theme of this right now is when do you let go? When you find that you're being abused. Oh, absolutely. That's that's a deal breaker line. Like It doesn't have to be physical. Somebody sure. Somebody hitting you with a stick or something. Sure. Emotional abuse is just as bad, if not worse, right? Sure. Mind games. Yes. Um, go ahead with that. Sure. No, there's a lot of that. Like when you are feeling like you're being taken advantage of, when you're the mind games for sure. Um, when somebody is trying to make you question your reality, that's not okay. Oh, oh, gaslighting. That's gaslighting, and that's not okay. Well, like, define gaslighting for our audience. Well, sure. I mean, basic. I mean, it's a little more complex than this, but the bottom line is, is really is somebody is trying to get you to question your reality as if it's not reality and make you feel like you can't even make a decision for yourself or you don't even know what you're seeing or you don't even know what you're feeling. So you're feeling crazy. Right. And that's and that's the goal because that is the goal is to undermine your sanity. Yes, people like this. Oh, I know. What, in the yeah. new series of Dirty John, did you see season I, two? I didn't know there that, was there's a season there's two, and it was one actually it was a case we studied, and it was a gaslighting case. And it, it, yeah, it's a good one too, by the way. Yeah, but the whole series is out, right? Yeah, the season two is a new case. Like season one was ah, one case. They oh. picked up a whole different case for season two. But it was a good gaslighting case. So if anybody wants to know oh, what it feels it's like. On, it, and Netflix? That's on Netflix. Guys, yes. you really should do that and watch that. Because even the people who look the most successful and the cutest and all of that cannot be sure. who they say they are. Oh, and here's the thing. This this second case is really it was a, as a long-term marriage. and um, But you can see where the gaslighting was going through this marriage to the point where it really did drive this lady insane. Like, it really got to the point she had no no grip on reality because she was, it was, it, but it, it, was, it was, it's a good, it's a really good one, though. Because it was a long-term marriage, 20-something years. Like, that wow. went really well, south. Well, people can do that over a long term. Sure. It's the It's the control. It's it's the, the, the caring, the sincere love being gone. And all it is is about, I want this person to do what I want them to do when they want to do it. And I am not going to talk to them or listen to them or whatever they care about, right? Sure. And it's about, you know, baiting someone, knowing what works for them and then use, you know, and so, um, but the gaslight, like that's not okay in a relationship. So if we're feeling gaslight, if we're feeling we're unsure that I can't make decisions or I don't really know what I'm thinking or feeling about this, like it's time to step back and A, go get help so that you can help someone give you a perspective of what's what's happening. But like in the first Dirty John thing that was several several episodes. People around the lady saw what was going on. Her own kids saw it. Sure. But she couldn't see it. And that happens in a lot of situations. The people around us can see uh, the unhealthiness, the toxic, whatever, if it's our work, our the friends, control. our family, our the control. romantic, whatever it is. People around us can see it way before we can. Right. Because when you're in it, it's sometimes hard to get objectivity and we make an excuse for it and like oh that just happened because oh they just had a bad day today or you know i i messed up and didn't do something i or told them i was my gonna fault. do right right like it. we make an excuse for it and so then we justify it and we ignore it and then it just kind of builds and that's where we get in relationships that are unhealthy right you know they they betrayed your trust and maybe just 
talk smack behind your back to somebody else, you know, to somebody, but it wasn't a really big deal because it wasn't a big secret. No, that's not okay. Right. Trust is Trust the, is the basis of a good relationship. Sure. Communication yes. is the basis of a good relationship. Uh, I've done many, many weddings through the years as a pastor, and usually somewhere in the wedding, I'll stop in the and instead of reading something, I will just talk to them in front of everybody about communication and trust because I think they are the cornerstones of a good relationship. You cannot have a healthy relationship without communication and trust, And you, ha- you have to have that openness yes. where uh, you can say, you know, when you did that, that hurt me or whatever. And the other person go, oh, gosh, I didn't realize that. I'm sorry. Apologies. Absolutely. Not building resentments. Mm-hmm. So vital. But, you know, you bring up a good point. When trust is gone in a relationship, that's when you walk away. Right. Because if you can't have a foundation, and see, now you, you just have given nothing. the third one or the fourth one tonight during the show. We should have been writing them down we should have. as they came out. But when you have no basis of trust, right? When you can't communicate, what do you have? You have not. We don't have anything to build on. We don't have anything. It's time to stop. Some people would say, "Well, at least he's here. He's in the house. At least you know, whatever." Sure. A lot of times that happens and we want to ignore it, but it's it's toxic to us. Yes. It's toxic yes. to what it does to us. It's that constant feeling of rejection or longing to have that connection with somebody that you're never going to have because they're unwilling. So if we, It takes two people to yes, have a relationship, does. doesn't it? It sure does. It takes two people. And when one person is unwilling to work on what are some of the difficulties or talk openly and honestly about some of the things try to problem solve hear your heart we don't have anywhere to go with this that's when we it's have just to walk marking away. time yeah we're putting our time in like people do that when they're incarcerated like they're just marking time right they have so many days that's not how a relationship should be working we're not just doing time yeah but for somebody out there who says yeah, but it's too complicated for me to get out of this. You know, and I hear the yeah, but all the time. But you hear the, the yeah, thing. buts all the time? I hear the, the yeah, buts all the time when it comes to all kinds of um, justifications to, to keep the doors of a relationship open that are really, they shouldn't be anymore. You have to take a break. You have to stop. And that doesn't mean you pack your bag and if it's a marriage or whatever, pack your bag and walk out the door today. But we can start setting some of those parameters and boundaries, even living within the same roof um, so that we can kind of process those feelings and get a better perspective on things. It's time to do something different. And it really is helpful to go to a counselor like you, somebody that deals with this, who will not let a, a counseling situation triangulate. Exactly. And if right. you're going to a good therapist, they should not allow triangulation. They should, should not allow. You should define that. <laughs> sure. That's when we have a third party interfering in with a relationship. So um, I see it all the time where, like, one party will tell their mother everything and the other party yes. tells their friend. And then they, these other people are trying to intervene and talk to the other person. No, no, that's not how relationships get fixed. Your mom, your friend, your whoever is not going to need to intervene your relationship that's not healthy and so therapists should not be allowing triangulation they should not be allowing speech that's disparaging and putting people down and, and within it should be a safe place to work through those issues and come up with resolutions and if you can't come up with resolutions 
then that might be another time you realize, mm, sure. I, I'm still alive. I don't want to live the rest of my life like this. Right. And that's where you have, you know, we kind of alluded to it. I know we're getting to the end of the show, but that's where you kind of got to know what are my deal breakers? Like, what uh, are those oh, things? That's that a great question. I Folks, write that down. Will not, yes. under any circumstance, compromise. Like, right. And everyone has different ones. Like, you know, my deal, if you're going to put your hands on me, we're done. I don't care who you are. I right. don't care what this relationship is. That's a deal breaker for me. Like, there's no forget. You know, I can forget, but there's no re- reconciling that relationship. So you don't put up with physical abuse. Not at all. That's a deal breaker. Right. Like, there's certain things that are deal breakers. But a lot of people put up with emotional and financial abuse, but they won't put up with physical abuse. Sure. And, you know, and it's. And I, I think what happens is is we've we've got to educate more on what those emotional and financial and other areas of abuse look like because I think people don't want to put the A word to it unless they're getting bruises. Okay, I don't think we're done with this series I've heard someone after say, all. Dr. Angel, don't you think abuse is too strong of a word? And, like, they have no access to money. They have no con- – and then they're working full-time and they can't, you know, stop off and buy, you know – a McDonald's Happy Meal for their kids because they that's abuse. No, that's not too strong of a word when we're crossing those lines. I think we have a hard time in our culture understanding those aspects of it when we don't have the bruises happening or the violence happening. So, Well, I thought we were done with this topic. We're not. Okay. Let's go on to part four next week and let's talk more about this because we're still on this topic of when to let go. Sure. And I think it's, it's not an open shut. It's not. It's not black and white. No, there, it's not. And, and everyone's going to have a little bit of a different line, which is why you have to know what your lines are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. You know, and oftentimes we don't think about what those lines are. And then we're in this relationship and we're feeling bad and our feelings are hurt. And we feel, uh, you know, we get sick in our stomach when we think about having to spend time with this person or see this person or they, we see their number on our phone and we're like, oh, gosh, no. You know, that those are our bodies telling us that this is a relationship we got to look at a little more carefully because something's wrong. We're going on for part four next week on when to let go. And we really just talked ourselves into another show on the same topic. But it's going to get deeper. I can feel it getting deeper. It's getting deeper deeper and deeper. We are glad you've joined us tonight on Go Yard. We love doing this show. I'm Mama Mac. And I don't know who you are. I'm Dr. Angel. I'm always confused about who's sitting in this chair. But it's been the same person all these years, right? Yes. It is Dr. Angel Falzoni. It really is. The one with the longest commercial in the world. (laughs) But thanks to Tommy, it's successful. It is very. And and people, you can get an appointment with her, but it is hard to do these days. (laughs) uh, 727-501-6557 or go to drangelsdevelopment.com. And uh, we will look forward to having part four of this series that we didn't know we were going to do. Absolutely. Next week. Yeah, let's tackle it. Let's take it apart. God willing, and the creek doesn't rise. The creek don't rise. That's exactly (laughs) right. Oh, we're not quite done. We've got another minute. We do. Would you sum up what you just said? I will sum up what I just said. I think I can do this. Um, When we are looking at when to let go, we have to start looking at what it is that we need, what 
what are our unwritten rules for our relationship? Unwritten what are our expect- rules. Expectations. Ooh, expectations. We didn't are, really didn't talk much about really that didn't tonight. Bring it out, but yeah. what are, what are we expecting? Right. And as what we're expecting is this fear? Is this communicated? Is this are we willing to give what we expect others to give to us? Because <laughs> their expectations can't be one way and be oh. healthy. So there's a lot of questions we need to start I'm looking gonna at. I'm going to have to go write that down so we don't forget it. Are we willing to what? Say it again. So are we willing to give the expectations to others that we want from them to give to us? Yep. yep. Like I hear it all the time, especially in boundary setting. I want to say no. That's my boundary. No, 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 no. But I don't want to hear no from anyone else. Well, that doesn't, that's not okay. If I want to say no, I got to be able to hear no. So... So Do good. some reflection this week, audience, All and let's right. take it we apart got, next week. Yeah, we got more to talk about next week. This has been Dr. Angel and Mama Max. See you next week for Go Yard. Good night. The enemy knows where I come, my home, but he's still trying to mess up my life in the meantime. So WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.